Welcome to the Business Sphere. On this podcast, we want to share real stories and real struggles from entrepreneurs who have been where you are. John Fong interviews business professionals and entrepreneurs in many fields to uncover their successes and challenges. We take a deep dive into their journey and provide you with tips and advice to help your business today. Thank you for listening to The Business Sphere. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode. Joining me today is Jesse Vade. He's the founder and CEO of Ready When, a digital estate management solution. So I'm interested to learn a little bit more about that. Uh, Jesse has over 15 years of experience running his own notary practice and started this company during the pandemic. So in the last year and a half, really. Uh, Thanks for being on the show, Jesse. So I'm excited to learn a little bit about yourself. Perfect. Thanks, Sean. So if you don't mind, yeah, no, no problem. Uh, If you don't mind sharing with the audience members, how did you get going in terms of this new venture during this pandemic and how did you your previous company work and did you always have this entrepreneurial spirit in yours yeah uh, perfect thanks uh, again uh, john for having me and i'd love to dive a little bit deeper about our journey so um you know i won't go back too far but basically you know i, I gotta kind of go back after university because that's kind of when i went into it so after i graduated from ubc I actually took a program at BCIT that was uh, basically a certified systems engineer. Back, I'm dating myself, but a Microsoft certified systems engineer, and and that was my real introduction into IT. And so um, I did that for uh, a few years, did the course, and then was in the IT world. And then 2001 is kind of a uh, 2000 is you know the dot com bust, and so. Um, I saw the writings on the wall and I was like, okay, what am I going to do next? And so I really liked law and business. And so I had just purchased uh, my first home and used a notary to actually complete the transaction. So if you're unfamiliar with notaries uh, in British Columbia, so notaries in British Columbia basically do solicitor work. So we basically focus in on areas of real estate and estate planning. So real estate being uh, sales, uh, purchases, refinances, and doing all the, the, the work associated to transferring the property from one person to the other. And then also estate planning documents from wills, power of attorneys, healthcare directors, and so forth. So um, I decided uh, I was actually going to um, study from Alstat and go to law school. Uh, notary, being a notary was a, a little bit quicker to where I wanted to get to. And with being a notary, most notaries are their own, they own their own business. So that was really appealing to me to have my own business. And so right out of the gate. So in 2004, I became a notary. Uh, In 2009, I became a director of the Notaries uh, Society of British Columbia. And I'm also the current president of the society right now. And so, you know, been doing that for since 2004. And in 20 late 2019, um, I had a lot of clients coming to me and just asking me various questions from, you know, when should I make a will? What's the difference between a will and a power of attorney? Why do I need a power of attorney? Uh, what's a healthcare director? And just, you know, the typical questions that we always receive. And then unfortunately, I had uh, individuals coming to me and saying, you know, we've lost a loved one, you know, I'm the executor of an estate. And where do I start? You know, where do I begin? What do I need to do? And, and there's just, there's no guidance and direction. And so I started thinking about, you know, you know what, there's got to be an easier way to consolidate this information and also disseminate this information. And that that's kind of really where the ready when journey began. So 
late 2019, I started doing some due diligence and research about, you know, products out there. Um, it shouldn't be a surprise, but I couldn't find anything that really spoke through my lens of, of what I've, you know, my matter expertise. And so, and if there was a product out there, I'd probably be already using it and advocating for it. So I would already be telling my clients because, you know, we create the estate planning documents. Then we tell our clients, okay, go keep this will and power of attorney in a safe place and, and make sure that, you know, your executor and your loved ones know about all your other, your assets, your, you know, your digital footprint and, and everything else that goes along with settling an estate. And so there wasn't anything out there. I did some due diligence. I did more due diligence. And I started talking to people about building um, what is today ready when. And so I talked to um, my co-founder, uh, Sachin Bala, and, and unfortunately, he had lost both of his parents. So it really resonated with him about, yeah, there's no guidance. There's no real solution out there. And so, you know, we started talking. And it's like, yeah, this seems like it could be a, you know, could really make sense in, in what to build and, and what people really need. And so that was late 2019. And in 2020, we, um, uh, worked with uh, Apply Digital, their local uh, software uh, company in Vancouver, and we built our prototype. And so once we built our prototype, we tested that prototype amongst colleagues, lawyers, um, financial advisors, and then uh, just regular individuals about what we were potentially going to build and great feedback. And it was consistently like, this makes total sense. You know, everyone needs a ready one account. Now, will they actually take the um, be proactive and initiate it and, and get it done. So that was, uh, you know, basically right when the pandemic started. So we had built our prototype, we had tested it, and then the pandemic hit. And so um, it uh, obviously a lot of people were thinking about the what if uh, during the pandemic and when it started. And so we carried along, we, we raised uh, funding for our MVP, we released our MVP in late uh, 2020 and, and uh, November, December is when we released our first MVP. And then after uh, 2020, 2021, uh, we went to market uh, with our full product and our full suite. And, and so what Ready When basically is, is a, it's a secure, fast digital storage of all the estate uh, information that you would require to settle an estate. So that would entail all your asset information. So your, you know, your bank accounts, your properties, your life insurance, your pensions, your vehicles, your also your legal documents, your legal documents can be stored electronically from your will, your power of attorney, and your healthcare directive, and then your spouse's legal documents, uh, health information that would be while you're alive, so that if you were incapacitated, it would uh, allow you to store your various doctors, your allergy information, prescriptions, health insurance, travel insurance. Um, we also have the ability to store your digital footprint. So um, all your social media, your, your email accounts, your eBay, your Amazon, or your you know, different subscriptions. Uh, and then we allow you to share that information as well. So just a little bit, we'll get more into the product, but that's where it is. And, and so uh, currently we have uh, 600 plus, uh, almost 700 users on the platform, really focusing right now on the legal uh, and financial advisors uh, professionals. So our model is B2B to C with um, education for B2C. So we do have B2C for you to come on and, and test our product for free. And then we have a pro version. So I've been talking a lot, John, so I'll leave, get you some questions there, but that's kind of where we're at today. No, that's amazing uh, to learn why you started this you know, company. 
because there was a gap in the marketplace. You couldn't find it for your existing customers and you were getting the same challenges and problems and questions, but you didn't know where to turn to. So just like every entrepreneur, they go out and invent it or go out and find a solution for their base of customers. And then there's more people out there in the world that needs that solution. If it's not only your customers, it's everyone. So I love hearing that. But before I get deeper into that new venture, I wanted to ask you a couple questions prior. So you're originally from Canada, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Born and raised in uh, born in Victoria, but primarily raised in in Vancouver and Ladner and Tawasin, if you know the area. So amazing. So I frequent uh, BC annually, um, and I love Victoria. I love Vancouver. I love you know Whistler. I love BC culture. Um, your upbringing, I wanted to ask you, any of your family or friends um, in, in business? Like, because you were really wanting to get into law school, going to different subsets. How did you start this business? Yeah, so, I mean, I also played volleyball. So that was my, one of my primary reasons going to university was to play uh, for UBC and I also played for UVic. So that was my primary reason to, to do any education was being led by my, the opportunity to play volleyball. And, you know, I think, you know, with, with my circle of friends uh, and family, you know, even being in that volleyball culture, you, you know, usually typically you see volleyball players that, you know, are, are you know, pretty uh, motivated to do, you know, something, right. May it be engineering or being a business or financial advisor or going into law. And so, you know, I kind of fall in the footsteps of a lot of my other, you know, friends and family and, you know, being motivated to do something, um, you know, challenging myself constantly, right, and going out there and finding a career that, uh, you know, was at least self-satisfying to a certain degree. And so my friends, you know, a lot of my friends currently have their own businesses. um, So it's easy to get motivated by what they do. It may be, you know, owning their own company and, you know, being a professional, a doctor, a dentist, a chiropractor, or, you know, owning their own company in, in a niche market. So, you know, I'm definitely surrounded by friends and family that have their own businesses. I, I would say more than the ones that work for somebody else have their own businesses in my network of friends and family. No, that, that's great to hear because you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Yeah. And it's hard when you're younger, in your 20s, and you don't know what direction you want to Goal, right? And for all the listeners that are thinking of starting a business or just early stages, it's hard. Running a business is difficult. It's not for everyone. And you need to really focus on why you're doing what you're doing. Are you serving a need in the marketplace? Are you really adding value? Are you really servicing yourself for a better you know, life? Are you doing things that you actually enjoy doing, right? Um, so how did you come into like notary and running that business versus did you work under someone before you started to see how it worked to then become, you know, the president in, in BC? Um, and do you still own that company? Yeah. So um, before um, I was actually in IT and I, I left, I was at a dot-com company. Then I went to BC Real as a, a business analyst. And that's when, you know, CN was, uh, our BC Real was, you know, potentially going to be bought out. And so I know the writing was on the wall there. So I got into the notary program 
and I started by articling, you know, working with another notary. So I worked with Nancy Schick in Richmond with the intention that I would have my own practice, but I wanted to get my feet wet and so forth. So I think it was, it was the best thing that I ever did. And so I worked with her for about a year and a half prior to having my own business. And so uh, what happened was once I was working with Nancy, Nancy, I got to familiarize myself with the business, running it all the, you know, the different types of transactions, how to actually complete the transactions, knowing full well that I was going to purchase or run my own business when I graduated. And so when I graduated, I was fortunate to buy a practice. So I bought an existing practice. So Brent Atkinson, who's Atkinson and Terry Insurance back in the day, had the notary practice for 25 years in the same location or within the same you know, complex. And so he was a very established notary in North Delta. And so when I when I came in and uh, basically wanted to purchase his practice, it wasn't more that I was looking to interview him. He was actually interviewing me. So he wanted, so he interviewed me, not that he wanted to, you know, sell it and make the money. It was all about him ensuring that his client base that he had built up over 25 years was going to get service and was going to get service well. And so that was, it wasn't a matter of him selling to, you know, I want to sell it to the highest bidder. It was like, I'll sell it to the person that I feel is going to service the, the clients that he's been servicing for 25 years. And so it was a great fit with myself and Brent. And so I purchased a practice from him and literally hit the ground running in, in August of, of 2004, uh, whereby we started servicing the, the local community here of North Delta and, and Surrey and Delta as a whole. And so that was kind of, you know, how we began. And so, you know, I've been fortunate to, you know, almost 18 plus years practicing in North Delta and Surrey and really servicing the clients that, you know, this product ready when we built for as well. And I, I continue to have the practice uh, as of today. Uh, I do have a notary that kind of runs the notary practice now. And, you know, I've got nine full-time people on Ready When, plus uh, we have a couple of contractors. And so my focus day in and day out is, is Ready When with assisting the notary that runs the notary practice. I'm, I'm still in my office day, day in and day out to answer any questions on that uh, side, but the focus still is on Ready When uh, today. So, you know, it's it, you're right when you say about being an entrepreneur and working hard, you know, it doesn't matter what job you have, but, you know, there's a little bit more of a, I guess, stressor when, uh, you know, you're running your own business. And especially if you're an entrepreneur starting a new business and a new venture about, you know, is this idea really going to fly? Is it going to really go? Uh, am I going to be able to, you know, feed, feed my family and, and the stresses that go along with all that? So, you know, I've, I've gone through that, you know, with my practice and there's a lot of overlap now with, with Ready When and, and building that from the ground up as well. I love how you have gone through strategically on not just your um, career, I would say, like when you pivoted and you were sports, right? Like the, the whole work ethic mentality to lead and train and, you know, make sure that practice, because I, I was volleyball, basketball guy too. In high school, I never went to university for that. I just was happy to go to university first off. <laughs> um, and then, Afterwards, it was more like getting work experience. And what I heard from you was working for a year and a half under someone like a notary to get experience, to learn the ins and outs. And then having that hindsight to actually purchase an established business versus starting from scratch, saving you five, 10 years 
of yeah. grinding it out to get, and maybe not even getting the established client base, right? Like to yeah. get that brand recognition, you shrunk time. Out of that, like I, I look back at what I did and I, I've been running my agency for nine years, but if I were to buy a business, it would have shrunk five years of my, my life, right? To get things, ball, the ball rolling. But I chose the hard way out, not knowing. And knowing what you did, do you have any regrets? No, not at all. I think, you know, it was, you know, there's a, a method to the madness and, and to get to where you are. And I think everything's, you know, happened for a reason and, and where we are today. But you're exactly right, you know purchasing the existing practice of Brent. I mean, you know, a lot of the, you know, my colleagues that graduated probably shied away just because of the sticker price. But I, you know, for me, it was the business mind going, okay, I'm paying X, but I'm also going to make X back in a certain percentage. And I've got an established business that I'm walking right in as turnkey. And, you know, the reputation that Brent built up in the community, you know, in that Atkinson brand, um, you know, had a lot of respect. And so walking in with that under my belt and Brent actually, you know, was facilitated, you know, the client tran trans um, transfer over to myself, you know, meeting some of his established clients and saying, you know, Jesse's here taking over the practice and so forth. So it was a really smooth tran uh, transfer from Brent to myself, but overall I wouldn't really change it, it up at all because, you know, I, I had that, you know, revenue coming in the door. And like you said, I, you're right, probably saved myself five years of, of grinding. Um, and then, you know, the terms were very favorable as well. What Brent set up again, it wasn't about money for him as much as it was ensuring that his clients were serviced and serviced well. So, you know, setting up the uh, financial structure of me buying the practice was, you know, secondary or or even down on the ladder uh, for him. So he, he, he wasn't going to make me starve to purchase this practice. Let's say that. Yeah. And that's great to hear. Um, were there people instrumental for you to purchase an existing business versus trying to start your own or work under someone else? Because you did work under that other company for a year and a half. Um, because obviously there's different options, right? When you're in in your 20s and you're you're getting established, right? Getting some skills, uh, you know, harvest. Yeah. Why buying versus starting your own versus working someone out and then moving up the ladder? Yeah, and I think you know, for myself, um, you know, I was raised by a single mom, so I think the the biggest factor of where I am today is is my family, my you know, my mom, my sister, and my brother, and so you know, they've assisted me financially. Um, obviously, emotionally and mentally um, to, you know, I guess, basically to, you know, build who I am today, right? Like, you know, really fostering a lot of those work ethic, and the motivation and all that stuff from a young age. And so, you know, they were, you know, when you say instrumental, they were definitely instrumental into, you know, getting that notary practice off the off the ground, you know, purchasing the notary practice. Uh, and again, Brent, uh, you know, I've got a mentor in, in Chris Dupuy, who's a, a fellow notary. And, you know, having, you know, Chris and, and my family, you know, and Brent, I think those were, you know, some of the individuals that are very instrumental in, in really starting the notary practice from when I took it over from Brent. And then, you know, there's obviously other names that I could mention as far as mentors and people that assisted, but those were the ones that really started, you know, getting my practice off the, off the ground. I had, you know, the existing, um, 
paralegal that stayed with me. And so she was obviously a big um, assistance in, in getting the, you know, the day-to-day operations. And so, uh, and then, you know, I think it's, it's a lot of, a lot of those uh, personal traits that I think I inherited growing up playing sports and the surroundings that I was in that really played, uh, you know, I, I use this often is that losing isn't an option. Um, you know, it's, it's like, you know, I, I said that to Brent when I ca- came in, it's like losing isn't an option. And even with Ready When, losing is not an option. We're going to do whatever it takes to win. And uh, it might be, some might call it arrogance and some might call it motivation, right? And so that's the kind of the philosophy that I go with is that, you know, whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to do it at, as hard as I can and, and ensure that I put in the full effort. And so that goes with, you know, the notary practice and, and doing, I think, a fairly, you know, decent job of, of servicing my community over the years and then, you know, cross over to Ready When Now. And I love the fact that you're talking about like your social network of people, right? Mentors, family, um, which is fully why you're doing what you're doing to support them To And there's always going to be people instrumental at different stages of your life, coaches, when you're in sports, um, mentors, or even managers or business owners throughout that career, I would say business career. And then of course, family along the line, right? Always constantly there. So I love you mentioning that. Um, and I wanted to ask you, like, throughout those 15 years and plus running this notary, there has to have been challenges, right? There's always ups and downs. How do you stay focused to really have that mindset of this is what I'm going to keep doing for however long? Because every entrepreneur gets stuck somewhere. They yeah. either want to continue growing, scaling, you know, multiple offices or whatever, or they get bored. So how do you stay focused on doing the best job you can to continue doing it? Yeah, it's a great question, John. So, you know, for myself, you know, the market, if you go back in time and look at 2004 and you look at the real estate market in BC, there's there's highs and lows constantly. I've probably hit, you know, four um, up and downs in the market, lows in, in since 2004, which, you know, were very scary at times. But it seemed like after I'd gone through one that I knew that anytime there was going to be a downturn in the market, it was only going to last a few months. And that's pretty much all the times that we've had a down market in BC. It's only lasted three to four months and then it's rebounded and it actually it's, it's increased, right? So, you know, you always know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but, you know, there's definitely times when you're looking at you going, what am I going to do here? Because the market has turned and how long is this market going to turn? Because, you know, BC notaries are very majority of the BC notaries are heavily reliant on the real estate market. And so the real estate transactions, you know, BC notaries typically will do, you know, anywhere from 65 to 70 plus percent of the transactions in BC go through notaries. And there's only, you know, around four, just over 400 of us that complete those transactions. And so, you know, we're heavily reliant on real estate. So when when there's a downturn, you know, you're always like, how long is this going to last for? And I think for myself, you know, what do I do to stay focused? And, you know, again, you know, tenureship of of being in this uh, office, like myself, you know, almost 20 years, Brent being 25 years. So, you know, you're, you've got 40 plus years of a notary being at seven, you know, 80th and Scott road. Right. And so people know that there's a notary here. So, you know, there's always people coming in and asking for help in, in a wide array of, uh, transactions. 
and knowing that, you know, when I'm, when there's a down market, there's always something for us to do and we're always servicing our community. Right. And I think, you know, you know, people coming in, buying their first home, um, seeing their, you know, their faces of being able to having that accomplishment and assisting them with, you know, getting to the point where they can purchase that home, you know, for family members, assisting their children now uh, purchasing homes. So I've done the transaction from their parents. Now the children are coming in and buying their homes through me. Uh, and then unfortunately losing loved ones as well. Right. You know, some of my clients that I've done estate planning for, you know, passing away and then their spouse, their children coming in and asking for assistance. So you're really going, you know, that circle of life of, of helping, you know, your clients with, potentially the largest transactions that they're going to do in their lifetime. And we're facilitating that. So, you know, it's really nice to be able to be a part of that process and helping, you know, my community, you know, ensuring that, you know, they're getting that level of professionalism and, uh, and completing their, you know, whatever transaction they might, uh, might require. And, and that's where I think, for you, it seems like you relish, right? To be able to support, help other people um, throughout every stage of their life, right? From, you know, great, amazing, emotional, getting married, buying a home, you know, multiple investment properties or whatever, to potentially at the end of their life stage, right? And then, of course, when it's generational, it's even more rewarding because people remember you. Right. So word of mouth, referrals, and then within family, it's amazing. So I love hearing that because a lot of people go into business and have different professions. They don't really enjoy it. Right. Like they go doing it for certain reasons, let it be like financial or, you know, different reasons of why you do certain things. Right. Like you go into engineering, you go into professional dentist, doctor, whatever. Do you actually enjoy it? Right. Um, so I, I love that you're supporting individuals and you, you have a lot more emotional ties in that. Um, if you don't mind sharing, I was going to ask you about the mentors because there's people instrumental in that whole transitional period. Mm-hmm. Were there people in, in particular, I know during that transaction, right? Buying the business, that, that person who sold you, he was there still with you, right? To guide you throughout the entire stages. Were there other people, like other business owners that you kind of, you know, ask questions? Because it's a whole new subset in, in this life journey, right? Business ownership's hard. There's yeah. so many different parameters from operation, HR, you know, managing processes to learning about suppliers, all, everything. How did you go about trying to figure it all out. Sure, I think you, you have to have mentors in different aspects. You can't just say, well, I'm going to have a, a business mentor and that's it, or I'm just going to have, you know, a personal mentor and stuff. So, you know, you know, when you talk about, you know, my playing days, you know, one person that was instrumental is, is uh, Sharon Carter and she was my high school coach. And then, you know, many years I actually ended up coaching with her and, and she's a personal friend and I would consider her a mentor too. Just really, you know, creating, I guess you want to say, or really installing a lot of my characteristics at a young age, you know, she coached me since I was in grade nine. And so just a work ethic uh, of playing under her, you know, there's, you know, she's a very hard coach. And I think it really um, guided to who I was, you know, when I left her program, right. And she was, 
in your face and wanting to bring the best out of you um, on the court, but off the court, she, she was like a mother figure and, and wanted to protect you and, and ensure that, you know, your, your well-being. And so that really shaped me, I think, at a young age, um, you know, as far as my characteristics and my drive and motivation. And then, you know, she's still a personal friend of mine as today, you know, I'm able to call her if I need anything or, or vice versa. So I think that was kind of, you know, the starting of, you know, some of the, um, in, you know, characteristics of myself and being motivated to run my own practice. And then when I purchased my practice, you know, I would say, you know, Brent Atkinson, who I uh, purchased the practice from, you know, he was there and, and ensuring that, you know, his, again, his clients were taken care of and answering any questions. And then Chris Dupuy. And so Chris Dupuy, who's a colleague of mine, um, he's been, you know, a mentor since day one. You know, I, I literally um, began, you know, being, uh, you know, great friends with him when I first became a notary. I, I literally, the first uh, first conference, we, we met and we started uh, talking and he literally embraced me and brought me in and said, you know, I'm going to be here to help you because he has had mentors himself. And so he he knew, you know, what we go through and, and how to guide me and so forth. And then, you know, there's other, you know, mentors are, are, are as far as friends of mine that have run their own businesses. And so I can, you know, there's a business side. So you've got the business of being a notary, so I can talk to Chris. And then I've got other biz, uh, friends that, you know, may it be, uh, you know, they own a security company from dentists to doctors and just bouncing sometimes business um, thoughts and questions off of them. So I, I think I've been very fortunate and lucky to have individuals in my circle that if I require guidance, um, that, that they're there for me. And, and we're, you know, amongst our friends, we're all wanting to see each other succeed. So there's never a time where they, they're not going to answer a question or vice versa. And that's great to hear because a lot of people who are starting their journey business ownership or getting into entrepreneurship, they don't have people that are going through the same struggles or going to the same perspective life situation as they are running a business, buying a business, being bought, you know, in operation of a business because everyone is usually a professional getting there's there's experience in place. Right. So having that network of influence and I love the, the correlation between sports. And I, I love the analogy of sports, right? Because, you know, you played volleyball. I, I played a lot of sports too. And I still do, just recreational. But I look at like NBA players or NFL players. They spend 20 years getting the best experience. But when they get to that epic center of, uh, you know, championship or Olympics just happened, right? And, you know, you look at Andre DeGrasse. Everyone wants now to run, right? And yet, He's been doing it for so many years. No one talks about all that years of grind and, you know, they got coaches, they got nutritionists, they got that yeah. dedication of every day, that habit, right? Of skill set, mental fitness, and, you know, making sure that you're, you're ready for that 10 second race. Exactly. No one talks about it, right? So you just laying it down that there's people, there's, you know, the skill set, and they really guide you to become who you are today because the values that they ingrained in you, the ethics, the work ethics, the mindset, and it was never really money focused. It's all about those other intangible stuff, which is the people around yeah. it. So I, I'm loving this conversation, Jesse, because you, I get you because it's like, you know, for me, very similar. I Humble Roots in Hamilton yeah. grew up in Toronto now and it's like 
you know, just hard work. It was like the people got me to here and yeah. it's nothing to do with me. It's like, yeah, I just stayed the course, right? I just kept working. Yeah. But it was exactly. ingrained early days, right? Yeah, no, I think, you know, I, you don't, I don't want to just use the analogy of sports because you could be, you know, an artist or a musician and, and regardless of what, you know, activity that you, you know, excel at, you know, you're right. No one sees the, you know, the 10 second race. No one sees the six hours of training you do for the last 20 years for that 10 seconds. Right. And so, you know, for myself that, that, you know, another thing that helps me is, is that training, you know, I, I still like to work out. Uh, I still like to be active and, you know, go for now I started biking a little bit more and it just takes my, you know, when I played volleyball at a, at a competitive level is that, you know, you can leave everything at the door, right? You go in, you step on that court. If you're playing basketball with recreational with with your friends, or you're going for a ride or, or doing anything physical activity for myself, that, that is, you know, is a happy place for me, right? I go out and I train and I, and I train hard when I do train um, and put an, a, a valiant effort when you're doing that as well. And that helps me too. And it helps me focus, you know, from vacationing with my family and my, and my wife and kids um, to working out. I think it's, it's all those things that, um, you know, you, you ask that question, what, what allows you to be focused when, you know, things aren't going well or things are going well. I think it's, it's ensuring that I have a little bit of all that, right. It's not just all work. Uh, I mean, you know, I was raised by my mom. I know the the time and effort it needs to be spent, you know, raising your, your children to, you know, time with your spouse. So you got to make time for everything, but whenever you're spending that time doing that activity, be laser focused and, and give it, you know, that extra effort. And that's, I think, you know, it's easier said than done. I mean, it's the, the uh, cliches are, are coming out, but it's true, right? You got to be, you know, you got to put time and dedication into whatever you're doing for, you know, for those entrepreneurs is that, you know, nothing's going to be easy. No one's going to hand it to you. I mean, you know, there's few viral products that get, you know, unicorn status uh, quickly. Uh, but, you know, the other companies that do get unicorn status are the ones that are, are having, you know, healthy exits or healthy IPOs. There's a lot of work and time and effort and energy and a lot of people that, you know, build that, uh, build that company. And, and, you know, for myself and ready when it's not just about myself, it's about my team. And, you know, I've been very fortunate to having an, an amazing team that's dedicated to ready when and ensuring that we're building a product that's really going to help Canadians. Right. And I think that's been the you know focus for my team is that, you know, we believe that everyone, you know, has an asset, has children, needs a ready when account because we don't know when the inevitable is going to happen. And, you know, my team is so about, you know, building something that's really going to help people and make a difference in people's lives. And, you know, we've installed that culture. It was really easy because they, they came in with that uh, mindset. And, you know, even before we started 2021 and, and you know, the, the throne speech of 2021 was, is that, you know, you're really going to see, you know, someone unfortunately in, in, in not so not too distant future is going to come and, and let us know that, you know, thank God we had a ready rent account because, you know, we lost someone, you know, tragically and we're in so much of a better place knowing that we know where everything is and we know what to do next. And I think, you know, all the things that I've done in my career, uh, I, this is really rewarding as far as what we've built at Ready When. And it's great to hear that because people, before our call, I was telling you that I had an upgrade on uh, one of my browsers, like the Chrome, and I couldn't navigate and find my LastPass account. 
And this is a small little blip, but in reality, bigger problems when something happens with significant other, right? And you need access. And therefore, you know, just like my last pass account with passwords of every email and my Zoom account and everything else, I didn't know where to go, right? So I have a good thing. I have a hard copy as a redundant plan. Um, I back everything up in, in hard drive, disk storage. But also, what are you backing up? Like files, right? Like when you go to the doctor's office, there's seven years of documents people have to keep storage for. Um, what are you doing as a backup? And this is what Ready When, you know, provides, right? At your worst case scenario where a lot of people don't plan for things. But if you're proactive and you understand that, you know, things like this happens and it's the most unfortunate and, you know, it's just like a will, right? People don't even want to create a will or think about a will. But the ones that do actually are planning for not just their next generation, but two, three years, generations down the road. Um, so it's it's great to know that there's people like you being proactive, you know, understanding there's a gap in the marketplace and, you know, fulfilling that with a need. So I love that, Jesse. Yeah, thanks. You know, I think that's exactly it is that, you know, you never know where when the inevitable is going to happen. But, you know, for myself, John, as I've seen over the years, you know, I have couples that come into my office and they're, you know, doing their estate plan and, and, the, and I'll be like, okay, so, you know, you know, tell me about your financial accounts and so forth. And, and they'll share financial accounting information with me that the other spouse doesn't even know about and other information about policies of a life insurance or a pension and stuff. And it's not because they don't want to share the information. It's not about that. I mean, maybe some are, but majority of the time, it's just, they don't get around to sharing that information. And then unfortunately, you know, what happens is, you know, Murphy's law is that they pass away and that information isn't shared. And so you literally go on this scavenger hunt, you play document detective, and you know, you're spending upwards of two years of, of trying to settle an estate. So not only have, you know, potentially tragically, or you've lost somebody and you're going through the stresses of, of losing that loved one or, uh, or your spouse, or, or, you know, you're, you're the executor and then you're thrown into this. Okay. What do I do next? And there's no real guidance out there, right? And so, you know, we're really trying to, like you said, is fill that gap and ensuring there's just that, you know, trying to relieve the stress in the most stressful time of your life, right? You know, going through the loss of somebody and being that tool here that, hey, listen, I've lost a loved one, I'm the executor and I can stress and, and or the stresses of losing that loved one, I can grieve and I can deal with that knowing that, I know what I need to do next. It's all there. It's it's in the ready when account and I'll get to it when I get to it. And I don't have to worry about, okay, where's that next mortgage payment going out? You know, did we pay that internet bill? How's that internet bill being paid? You know, what, what subscriptions do we have to um, cancel and all that sort of information. So, you know, we really try to complete this product knowing that if something does happen to somebody and if you've completed your um, ready when account, it's all going to be there. And we have, build tools to also guide you to ensure that you upload the information that you really need to, because, you know, you might say, well, I could just do that in a, a Google doc or a Dropbox, but have you, have you really gone in and do you know that, you know, you might need to change the home insurance when someone passes away, if it's an empty home and, and all those bank accounts that you might've had when you were a kid and uh, a pension that you might've had from a, a previous job that, you know, could pay out something. So, you know, really trying to make sure that we've given a, a a 360 holistic solution, um, but it being 
proactive. You, you said it right, being proactive. And this is almost like a, a life planning tool so that in real time, you know, between you and your spouse, you know where everything is, right? Like right now, my spouse can go in and see exactly where, where everything is. And it's not because I didn't want to share that with her. I just never did. But now we have, you know, built that tool for them. No, it's it's amazing. I love how you took action and started a SaaS business to, uh, without any SaaS background, <laughs> to, you know, make it happen, right? Uh, with not a lot of, maybe it was not VC backed or whatever. It was like, it's great to see in a Canadian that's an athlete, right? Like all these things. It was great. This conversation has been uh, really refreshing, I would say. Um, Last question, if you don't mind sharing. So I know business is a huge part of your life. And what I heard from this conversation, so is family. So is, you know, your past friends and people that inspired you throughout this journey. Where do you go from here? Because it seems like you have a full life. You have a great lifestyle. You have business in order. You have family in order. And, you know, and you're busy, I'm sure, right? Like you have family and kids and you you do your thing, right? So where do you go from here? You know, for, I guess right now is raising my kids. They're, they're in elementary school, getting them to high school, getting them off. Uh, you know, I think two things are, you know, my kids are, you know, my lifeline in that I wanted to give them the options potentially maybe that I didn't have as a kid, you know, making sure that they are set up and prepared for the, the world that uh, we have today. Um, so I think that is, you know, a big driver and a big motivator of, of what comes next, you might say. Um, so there's that. And then there's the business side. And I think for myself, you know, creating ready when and this product that there's really no competitors out there in Canada, right? And that's because we, we haven't really focused our minds on that. When, you know, someone passes away, you just deal with it. You know, your, your parents pass away, your spouse passes away, you know, you have family and friends that are right with you, right when someone passes away, but they're not there six months, a year, a year and a half, and some post ones will be, but they're not, they're not there assisting you, ensuring that you're selling the estate. And I think, you know, I've seen that. I've seen that for, for decades, literally. And, you know, building this product where we know that people need it. And, you know, we've spoken to VCs and they haven't been able to really get their, you know, I guess, wanting to, um, you know, understand the business model and seeing that this is a product. They, they know they need it, but will people actually utilize it and use it to the full benefit? And so for myself, it's right now is this proving some of those people saying, you know, there's been, you know, people that have attempted to build something like this and they haven't been successful. And I think, you know, we're at the right time now to introduce a product like this out to market in Canada and ensuring that people be proactive and get a ready when account or do something to that effect. If it's not ready when do something because you spend your lifetime building you know, your wealth, you know, you, you, that's all you do. You work as hard as you can for your family, your spouse, uh, and building that to be successful. Why wouldn't you want to protect your legacy, right? That's the next thing, right? And so installing that and ensuring that people have a ready when account and, or, or something to that and seeing people really, you know, when the time comes saying, I'm glad that I did this. I'm glad I was proactive or, or I'm glad that my spouse was proactive. Right. Or my 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 loved one was proactive and they and they're 
putting less stress on me. You know, they're really thinking about me, you know, when they're, when they're building this. And so making that successful and, you know, like any entrepreneur is to see that in the marketplace and going, Hey, I was a part of that. You know, I, I, I help, you know, build that, create that, you know, it's not just me, it's my team, right? I never consider myself as a, as a person that built ready when it, there's a team behind it and seeing their, you know, fruits of their labor. I think that's, that's the next journey right now that we're focusing in on. And I think we're, we're getting there. We're on the right path right now for people to really embrace what we built. That's amazing. And thanks a lot. Th- those final words are uh, inspirational because just like everyone who's going through this life journey, right? Things happen. And throughout this business journey, it's timing and it's all about education, right? And it's hard for any startup or especially if it's not a brand or a thing that people are even aware of. It's more about getting people comfortable to even acknowledge there's a problem and gap in the marketplace and you serving that and filling it out. So it's interesting to see and hear from you, Jesse. Great to have this conversation. Great insight. I loved our conversation. If I'm out in BC, I'll, I'll give you a holler. Um, if you're ever in Toronto, uh, you know, ring me up. I, I'm a big avid Raptors fan, by the way. So if you want to check out a Raptors game, come over um but i really want to thank you how what's the best way people can check you out reach out to you if they have any questions um what's what's some of the handles or pretty easy at jesse j-e-s-s-i-e uh bade vs victor aid on linkedin and then my email is jesse j-e-s-s-i-e at readywhen.ca so just like it is r-e-a-d-y-w-h-e-n uh, .ca. So check us out at readywen.ca or .com. Uh, that's our URL for our website. And uh, you can always uh, contact me through LinkedIn or, or personally at my email address. Amazing. Well, I'm going to share that in the show notes. Thanks a lot once again for being on the show. A lot of valuable tips, tricks, and insight about your journey. So I love that. And hopefully you had fun. So thanks a lot, Jesse. All right. Great fun. Thanks. I really appreciate your time, John, and, and having this discussion. It was great and a lot of fun. Yeah. So I'll, I'll stay in touch. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our latest podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the Business Sphere and share this episode. Tune in next week for more interviews from entrepreneurs.